Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Each day we walk through the vital principles of the abundant life. Our Lord can do above and beyond all we ask or think. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. If people only knew, that's the phrase that has been rolling around in my mind lately. If people only knew. Then I thought, knew what? And that's where all of this started today. I humored myself with this, answering this question for a while. I grew ever more curious as I pondered it. Yes, it has been that kind of a day. But before I could even sip a cup of coffee, the Holy Spirit started talking to me. And I can't get away from this thought. Probably one of those thoughts that would join the thousands of other stray thoughts in my possible message file. But since I'm talking to you today, I want to follow that thought and what the Spirit seems to be impressing me, if people only knew. Those four words took center place in my heart and mind over the last few hours. When I started thinking of all the ways I would finish that sentence, if people only knew that the secret of success is others, if people only knew the price of effectiveness is diligence. If people only knew the hope of tomorrow is children and the meaning of life is God and the purpose of today is to bless someone else, or if people only knew the quality of timelessness is excellence. As I began to ponder that, I added a fifth word. If people only knew this. The fifth word begged a sixth word, and that's where it settled. If people only knew this about. And after winnowing the possibilities from about a dozen, I got them down to six, then four. Finally, I thought, okay, I've only got time for two. So here on Daily Devotion, I want to share with you two thoughts. First, if people only knew this about God. What's the one thing I wish people knew about our God? Like most things in life that's already been answered for us by the Word of God, Paul's prayer for the church of Ephesus in chapter 3, I pray that you will be able to understand how wide and how long and how high and how deep His love is. The four dimensions given here of God's love, His width, His love is wider than any distance we could flee from His presence. Psalm 139 tells us that. It's wide enough to cover the entire human family yesterday, today, and forever. His sacrifice at Calvary made forgiveness within the reach of the whole wide world. The width of the love of God, the length of the love of God, His love journeys behind us and embraced us before we were born. His love journeys before us and reaches into eternity. Romans 8 tells us that. What about the height of his love? His love is higher than the distance from heaven to earth, Philippians 2. God's love extends beyond the galaxies billions of light years away. It's taller than any sin, any problem, any struggle we experience. And oh, the depth of his love. His love his love goes deeper than hell itself. It's deep enough to penetrate beneath the fifth rib into our heart and bring healing and wholeness. 
It's not a mile wide and an inch thick. It plums to the depths and the essence of who we are and who he means for us to be. Now, normally three dimensions will suffice in man's world. But in God's world, Paul threw in an extra dimension, a fourth dimension, to indicate this profound truth. God's love is beyond our comprehension. Paul said it in the very next verse, his love goes beyond anything we can understand. If people only knew this about God, how much he loves us. We went through a cardboard testimony phase a few years back. Do you remember those? Someone would walk up with a piece of cardboard or poster board, and on one side was an issue they had faced, and then the cardboard would be flipped, and the answer they found in God would be revealed. Inevitably, the song playing in the background that I remember is, Oh, how he loves us so. Oh, how he loves us. How he loves us so. Jesus said in John 15, greater love has no man than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. It was at the cross. Jesus did not sacrifice his life for friends, but for those who were at that time his enemies. We find that in Romans 5, greater love. Years ago, someone discovered words scrawled on the wall of an insane asylum. Later, these words would become lyrics to a song. The love of God is greater far than tongue or pen can ever tell. It goes beyond the highest star and reaches to the lowest hell. Could we with ink the ocean fill and were the skies of parchment made, were every stalk on earth a quill and every man a scribe by trade, to write the love of God above would drain the ocean dry, nor could the scroll contain the whole though stretched from sky to sky. And then remember that course. Oh, love of God, how rich and pure, how measureless and strong it shall forevermore endure, the saints and angels' song. Yes, if people only knew this about God, he loves, he is love, and he loves you and I very very much. I said that I only have time for two. Here's the second one. If people only knew this about prayer, prayer works. Yes. All of this week, we're going to be discussing calling on the name of the Lord. And I just feel like we need to establish this at the outset, that God loves us and that prayer works. You may have heard me say things don't change prayer, but prayer certainly changes things. It was Alan Gardner, missionary to the island chain of Tierra de Fuego. He died on Picton Island in hostile circumstances. Just immense physical difficulties met him there. Years later, he would be found with his diary laying nearby. The diary told this story of thirst and wounds loneliness and hunger and hostility. But the last entry in his diary reads, I am overwhelmed with a sense of the goodness of God. You can choose to be overwhelmed by life or you can trust in God and be overwhelmed by his goodness. Sometimes we fall because we're simply heartbroken. That's where we find Hannah. 
cruelly taunted by Peninna. She couldn't stand it any longer. She fell on her face. But where you fall flat on your face makes all the difference in the world. Hannah fell between the porch and the altar of God. And there she cried out to the Lord. There's an old poem common in Christian circles that describes what Hannah felt that day. Here's how it goes. Last night I took a journey to a land across the seas. I did not go by boat or plane. I traveled on my knees. Hannah traveled on her knees that day. The moon is a quarter of a million miles from Earth. The sun is 92 million miles. Some 40 years ago, NASA's Voyager 1 took off for the edge of the solar system, traveling at 38,000 miles per hour. It's now traveled billions of miles, and it's on the edge of our solar system today. It'll have to travel another 40,000 years before it reaches the nearest star. But that day, between the porch and the altar, Hannah traveled instantaneously into the throne room of heaven. She had made a decision, and in that decision was all the power that she needed. When you have nothing left but God, you have enough to try again, hope again, walk again, believe again, love again. What did Solomon say? Who is this coming up out of the wilderness, leaning on the arm of her beloved? When you go to the Lord in prayer and when you call on his name, there is a synergistic relationship. If any two of you on earth agree touching one thing, it shall be done. But what happens when we get in union and communion? Powerful things began to happen. Prayer works on so many different levels in our lives. Let me mention a couple of them. At times, our prayers change outward circumstances. We pray, and as Joshua of old, the sun and the moon stand still. We pray, and as Elijah experienced, the brooks began to flow and the ravens began to fly. We pray, and the fever leaves and bodies are healed. We pray, and marriages are restored and the prodigals come home. We pray, and God heals our lands and alters the course of our nations. Ian Bounds once said, God shapes the world by prayer. And the more praying there is in the world, the better the world will be. The mightier the forces against evil. The prayers of God's saint are the capital stock of heaven in which God carries on his great work upon earth. God conditions the very life and prosperity of his cause on prayer. What a great quote. If people only knew this about prayer, it works and it changes the lives of so many people. The church I pastor began in a prayer meeting. A woman started to pray and ask God to bring a church into the town. I believe there's yet another reason why churches must remain faithful in united prayer, because how we begin is how we continue. I need to remind you that the church in the New Testament began in a prayer room, in an upper room. When we devote ourselves to prayer, the same power that filled that upper room shows up. The world changer arrives and God changes 
things. There is a public element, but there is a private element to prayer. Prayer not only changes an outward world, it changes our world within. A consistent prayer life makes us more like Jesus. A thoughtful prayer life makes us take on His attributes. They're seen in the fruit of the Spirit. A devoted prayer life makes us more resilient, confident, hopeful. A life of prayer creates a life of purpose. He who fails to pray, George Failing said this, he who fails to pray does not cheat God. He cheats himself. We cheat ourselves when we don't know the power of prayer in our personal lives. We are like Samson of old in our prayerless state. We are shorn of our power and our true identity. We are severed from the vine. But Jesus said it like this, men ought always to pray and not to faint. And from that we learn, if we pray, we don't faint. If we faint, we haven't been praying. I began to think earlier today, if people only knew, if they only knew this about God, that He loves us. And if people only knew this about prayer, that it works and it changes the world without and within. All this week as we began to talk about calling on the name of the Lord, I urge you, I implore you to find time to begin to call on the name of the Lord and find out how much He loves you and find out how much prayer really works in our lives. Thank you for sharing in daily devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at kengurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. Blessed 90 Days to Change Your World is Pastor Gurley's latest book. You can get your copy of this life-changing book at kengurley.com. May God's favor rest on you in every way. Until we meet again.